Hello everyone, this is your DM Graydon, and welcome to the mid-roll before the episode starts. I'm going to try my hardest to keep this one brief so we can get right into the episode itself. Uh, this one in particular is the last episode in a three-part level-up series, this one specifically focusing on Audrin. Though Audrin might not have had the same physical uh, strain as Edwin, there are still issues that need to be sorted out, and this episode helps deal with that. I had a lot of fun recording this episode, and I'm pretty sure Evan, the player who plays Audrin, did as well, and so I hope you enjoyed as much as we did. After this, we will be starting a new chapter, so to speak, getting back into the story, and I'm so excited for it. Uh, we've already recorded the first episode, and setting everything up was a lot of fun, and just letting my players experience something new is great. Um, I'm so excited for you to be able to hear it um, in two weeks on, I believe, October 13th. Uh, so be on the lookout for that to cheer up your Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. I love you all and enjoy the episode. Audrin has been awake and not unconscious for this time, but still is not in very good shape either, more mentally than physically. Uh, some very bad things are happening, kind of feeling helpless, Gigglefrost is lost, Edwin is seemingly catatonic and suicidal, that's not great, and so you've kind of been like a recluse almost, probably, in, in you know, just in your room, only coming out when you're hungry or something. Any any other interesting flavor things about being a recluse? Uh, sometimes part of me will, like, shift into an animal, but only briefly, and then it doesn't take effect and it doesn't work very well, and it just, it's like a, my fear and my anxiety and my stress is just causing my magic to unexpectedly uh, have outbursts, no useful effect, and it's harder to control it. Okay, pretty fancy. All right, um, so it, it has been um, some time that has passed, probably about a day or so, you know. need to make sure that at least Edwin is fully recovered before you can do anything about Gigglefrost. God knows where she is, am I right? Um, uh, you mean when she is? <laughs> <laughs> also true. Um, and you are in your room like normal. Um, when a figure that you have not seen before as well um, enters the room. I will not have you reintroduce the description of your character because you already did so recently. But I could. You could if you want to. Do you want to? Do you need it? Assuming my character has never seen it, probably. Mm, yeah. That would make sense to me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, I am a slender, elven-like <laughs> figure with uh, this pale, icy blue skin uh, long white hair and stark white eyes. I give off just an aura of freezing cold. Audrin dislikes that. <laughs> he, oh boy! A little icon I got a hill to climb. The right corner of the screen. <laughs> Audrin doesn't like that. Audrin will remember this. <laughs> um, you can obviously like feel a great aura of magic around this person. Maybe a little daunting as a person who at this point is having trouble controlling it. And um, Will and your character, I don't think you actually gave them a name that isn't a title, which you also haven't said. Um, 
you can almost recognize um, that there is some kind of invisible barrier that is arcane in nature that seems to be surrounding Audrin in a way. Mm. How do you how do you react to a, a a person you have never seen before walking into your room without knocking? Well, uh, I would like to look for the nearest exit. Get out of my room, mom! <laughs> <It's not laughs> no, I'd like to look for the nearest exit. Well, the uh, the nearest exit is the door from which this person just entered. I'd like to try to run out of the room. Okay. Wall of ice. <laughs> Wall of ice. So you just are covering the door? Yeah, basically. Okay. Well, actually, can I just close the door and, like, freeze the handle so that it can't turn? Yeah, you can do that. Okay, I'll do that instead. So as, as you begin to, uh, to rush to leave, uh, this person closes the door, freezes the handle, and can't really escape that easily. Can't yeah. be having any of that now. I'd like to draw my bow <laughs> and aim it at him and step into the corner. Okay. Mm. Don't come and any closer. I'm going to shoot you. Oh, I'm not coming any closer. I just wanted to see how you were doing. I don't know you. Why do you care? Because I care about people. Nobody cares about me. I do. I care about all sorts of people, Can especially broken people. Can I roll insight to see if he's sure. telling the truth or... Sure. Fourteen. Is he telling the truth? Yeah. As far as you can tell, I he is. release the draw on my bow, but I still keep it up. Okay, but what do you want from me? What do you want? I just wanted to see how you were doing. And see if I could help. How's, how's the cat? Tried to Where are him. we in the timeline? Um, <laughs> after or before? This is this is just after you left. After him? I slipped away. Yeah, you slipped away. Okay. Two head over to Audrin. He's doing much better. I believe he'll make it. Okay, because he tried to hurt himself. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of my friends to hurt themselves. Well, he won't be doing that any longer. And I say that, and the table leg snaps, and he snaps himself. <laughs> 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 no, that was that was something else. Okay, I like keep the bow on me, but it's like now no longer pointing at you. What do you? How can you help me? I don't, I don't understand. Well, you uh, you've shut yourself out from everybody. You've put up these invisible barriers around you to protect yourself. Why have you done that? It's easier to be alone and safe than to trust people and get hurt. I could understand that. I've had someone tell me something very similar to that before. I helped them. If you're open to it, I can help you break out of that shell now. It's kind of hard to change when your entire life has been trying to protect yourself. What are you protecting yourself from? I don't know anything. Whatever comes up, if I have to, I have to protect myself. Mm. I don't want to be hurt. Well, the best way to not get hurt is to hurt everything before it can hurt you. Or to not be around anyone or anything. You can't hurt what isn't in front of you, and it can't hurt you. Interesting. I've never heard a philosophy like that before. But I have made a promise to Aeon. I'm here to help you. So, 
Let's try this a different way. How can I help you? I don't know. It's hard to explain all these complex feelings and emotions when they shouldn't exist. I should be out playing, not in a strange place like this. Well, we have plenty of time here. If you would like, I can just listen. I put the bow on my back and I sort of sit up on my bed all slouched and somber and I uh, tell him my backstory that I totally remember. Brothers constantly abusing me, hurting my only companion dog that I had, whatever he was, Coyote, I think. Coyote. Yeah. I couldn't save him. My parents not really taking too much notice of me. They're just kind of giving me the bare essentials to survive, but not much in the way of reparations for my brothers abusing me or, you know, emotional care. Then the whole being taken somewhere I don't know, having to do weird things for someone I don't know, seeing my friend try to kill himself, seeing the only other friend I've had just get whisked away, a revolving-style door, and not being able to follow, not having enough safety and security in what I do know now. The story is very similar to one that I have heard before. How so? Well, I can't exactly say, but I'll tell you what. I offered them a choice back then, but I'd like to try something different. Go on. As I've said before, you have these metaphorical walls around you Mm -hmm. that you need to be able to break down if you want to move forward out of this. Mm -hmm. So let's break them down. And then I'll snap my fingers And using that arcane force that I can feel, like, surrounding him, I will manifest that into a physical um, ball of ice around you. All right, so um, as as he snaps his fingers, you don't immediately understand what's going on, and then you see, like, ice begin to creep up into your vision as it's, like, surrounding and cocooning you. Mm -hmm. And for the first few seconds when you are in the cocoon, you still have, like, normal sense of everything. You're still awake and conscious and very confused as to what's going on before you find yourself in the Mistream Art Gallery. But it is... It looks off. On, like, the walls, there were, like, the pristine walls of, like, the art gallery, but there's also grafted in these odd, strange ways um, what looks like the walls of a cavern. On the floor where there used to be tile, in some places there's like dirt roads and uh, fallen leaves. Um, As you are looking around, you see that everything is frozen in time. You see yourself up in the corner about to pounce down and, you know, execute the plan. And everyone in the uh, art gallery are like frozen in place. Uh, They're all just staring at you in that moment. Um, you can recognize faces that were present, you know, like uh, you can recognize the face of Amelia, of like Giggle Frost, of Edwin, yada, yada, yada. Um, but any person that you don't explicitly recognize, their faces are kind of blurry. And you are able to move. Everybody else is frozen. And so you see in the corner a person walking towards you. You would recognize them to be Lucas. And he basically walks up to you. And he says, why, why are you here? I don't, I don't know. I mean, we needed to get something, but here. Well, I, I, I don't mean why are you, 
doing what you're doing in that moment. I'm asking why you are looking back on this moment right now. I was told to somehow break the barriers that are keeping me from other people, but I don't know why I'm here looking there. Well, this maybe in your head is the moment where everything went wrong. Certainly didn't go right. But my biggest question is why I, I myself am here. Why over there I see Cello. Why I see Alkis, the head of the guard, over there. They were not present in this. I, I wasn't present here. I couldn't tell you either. Maybe these are the faces of all the people I've hurt. Well, I, I don't think you've particularly hurt me. If anything, what you did in, in Redford was a, a great success. You found the murderer. You also found a conspiracy to commit election fraud. You saved the town. You drove out Epitaph, peacefully, I might add. And you didn't cause any bloodshed in Redford. I feel like that is the closest to a victory you can get. I guess you're right. So why am I paired with your failure? I don't... I don't know. We did get what we needed. Maybe it wasn't a failure? So maybe this isn't the part that truly was a failure for you. I think we need to track that down before we can do anything. And you see, behind you appears the elevator shaft of Redford that would, like, send you down into the mines. Mm -hmm. And Lucas walks into them and gestures for you to follow. Do you do so? I do so. Okay, um, you get in, doors close, it begins to go down, and rather than just leading to the cavern, or like the, the mines, it is more like a structure of an elevator that has like multiple floors, and as you're passing down, you see like the cadaver club, and then the alumni house, mm-hmm. and then the mayor's office, and then your home, your, your, your home in the woods, and then the barracks, and then the library, and it starts to get faster and faster going down until it begins basically free-falling. And then with a crash, it lands at the bottom floor, which is a top-down view of the Arcane Lab. And next to you is no longer Lucas, but Edwin. Oh. But sickly thin. Oh. So maybe this is where your failure was. You weren't able to escape. You, you got caught. And I I was tortured. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't do anything to get out. Nothing worked. I wasn't fast enough. I wasn't magical enough. Well, I wasn't strong enough. What would you have done differently if you were able to do it again? Because I, I got stuck. Maybe if I was as thin as I am now, I'd be able to escape. Maybe if we were fast enough, quiet enough, we could have made it out. But there's no... There's no guarantee. No, there isn't. Maybe it wasn't a failure here, but it was an inevitability. Could be considered a failure, sure. But what did you actually do wrong here that caused what happened to me? You didn't make the noise. No. You didn't point to my general direction. I gave up willingly. You didn't block my escape. I failed to. Yeah. So what here is your fault? I guess nothing. I didn't get away either, but 
So are you are you beating yourself up over this? It's usually easier to take the blame and hide than... What could you take the blame for in this situation? For doing what you were told to? For executing a plan correctly? They weren't coming because they knew you were there. They were coming coincidentally. I guess, but... Maybe this isn't it either. Maybe this isn't the failure you're speaking of. You might have to go deeper, farther. And you're still, like, in the elevator, basically turned into, like, a glass floor. Um, Basically goes to the panel and then rips off the bottom part of it. And there's a button there. And he presses it. And you hear, like, the elevator start whirring and powering up. And it starts crushing down on the lab. And it keeps crushing and crushing and crushing until it suddenly gives way and you are plunging down further and further again. And then it comes to a stop. It opens up. And you find yourself at your your house. And next to you is the coyote. Maybe it's here. Maybe. Couldn't or save you. At least you. the start of it. I couldn't save you. Well, you don't know that. I tried everything I could, and it, it didn't work. Well, that wouldn't be your fault, then. The blame would be placed on somebody else. You shouldn't be afraid to do everything you can and then fail. I feel like that's better than not trying at all. I couldn't protect you. You protected me just by helping me. I was able to leave. You don't know if I died or not. Did you? I can't say. I only know as much as you know. But why are you so ashamed of the fact that you just tried to help somebody? Imagine if you didn't help me. I was stuck in a bear trap. I would have died. Is that truly a better alternative than you trying to help me and maybe my fate is not good? No. But maybe it's not just about the coyote, it's about your home life, your family. Well, what's good is you're no longer around your family. Would you say that the people that you are with now are more supportive than your family? Most of the time, yeah. They don't actively hurt me. So then maybe you should try and give it your all for them. What's the worst that can happen? I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. Which is exactly my point. Maybe you're right. Because there might be a time where one of your friends is stuck in a bear trap. And the coyote begins to to walk out and goes off into the woods and uh, leaves you there. Um... Am I still in the elevator? Yeah. Is there like a button that's like, go up to the top floor? There is a decent array of buttons, and you could guess that the one at the top is the top. I'll hit the one at the top. Okay. Instead of like, it crashing down through stuff and whatever, it it's a lot slower this time. You go up and up and up and up. And you you find yourself back at the, uh, the Mistream art gallery. But instead of everything being frozen in time, it is now happening in slow motion, and are you just gonna sit and watch it unfold, or try and intervene, or? I'll try to move, I'll move the guy that I shot and missed, wherever I missed, into that sight. Yeah, I'll just like slowly push him. As you that try to slowly push him, he turns his head and he looks at you, and he says, you can't change the past. What can I do then? Stop dwelling in it and 
embrace the present. Let go. How do I get back to the present? You need to choose to go there yourself. I try to go back to the present. Okay. So you start thinking in your mind that you want to live in the present. You keep thinking that and thinking that, and slowly the walls begin to crumble around you and start building like rubble on the floor. Eventually the walls basically fully collapse. You see almost like an ethereal space around you, and all of the matter that was building up the Mystery Mart Gallery gets shoved together into a small singularity which explodes outward, and you see yourself in your normal vision. In reality, the cocoon is still there, but a burst of energy shatters it. Reactions? Well done. I don't know what happened, but I feel better. You broke out. I guess I did. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, I should probably leave you to cleaning up all these shards of ice before they melt through the whole hotel. Guess so. I just make dirt that absorbs the ice water, and then it goes away with food craft. Handy. Very. <laughs> well, goodbye then, and good luck. Thank you. If you ever need help again, just ask for me. By the way, your soul is mine now, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I ask that you roll a perception check, Evan? I can. 24. Uh, yeah. Um, as the figure turns, melts the ice off the doorknob, and opens it, uh, closing it behind them, you see on their finger uh, a little ring with a little snowflake on it. I'll leave it at that. Little ring with a snowflake on it. As he leaves. I just kind of shrug it off, and I summon a beast that looks like the coyote, and just spend time with it. Okay. Um... As you begin to play with your furry friend that I believe is temporary. For an hour. Yeah. yeah. An hour-long friend. Um, you you feel better. You're not as pessimistic about the past, and you're, you're ready to help out in the present and be better in the future. And we'll leave it at that. I think that's a good place to leave it.